Hello, hello, and this is Lady L, and you're listening to Wickedly Bewitching Podcast, a podcast about a millennial witch practicing witchcraft in the modern world. This is Lady L, your fat, sassy spiritualist, and I'm motherfucking mad. I'm beyond mad. I'm super, super elevated. I am so pissed off that I am like quietly pissed off. You ever been so pissed off that like you can't even formulate anything to actually like create a sentence that makes sense and doesn't sound weird or doesn't sound like a bunch of gibberish? I'm so pissed off. I live in Canada. And so even though Roe versus Wade, which is in the United States, and if you don't know much about it, definitely suggest you looking up Roe versus Wade, uh, yeah, Roe versus Wade. And I definitely suggest you looking up what is going on currently, just so you can know the history behind the actual court case, why it was so president and why it is so important right now, what is going on. But I am fucking pissed off. Now, I am a woman. I identify as a woman. My pronouns are she, her, they, them. Because sometimes I don't feel like I identify as anything. And I just feel, not anything, sorry. I feel like I identify as everything. And when I feel like I identify as all sexes, I feel that they fits in. So... I'm pissed because I have a uterus. I'm pissed because I have a uterus. I'm blessed because I have a uterus. I love myself fully and completely. And I love the fact that my uterus is a motherfucking cauldron. A cauldron that creates life but also a cauldron in which I do spell working in, right? I use my womb space to connect in with the energy of the world around me. Mother Gaia, Sophia, Freya, the Morgan, sometimes Hecate. I love the fact that I can walk around with my cauldron and energetically place things in my cauldron, stir the pot, so to speak, so that I can give birth to my manifest dream. I can make my dreams manifest into reality. I feel so privileged to have that and blessed to have that. And I know that other people were not born with their cauldron and they knew that energetically their cauldron was there, but they ended up connecting with it later on in life. I went, hey, I have a cauldron as well. I know some that carry a cauldron with them, even though they don't identify and connect in with it. But I'm pissed off. Because if my partner, my husband, goes to get a vasectomy, he doesn't have to ask for permission. The government doesn't have to meddle themselves into it because they don't give a shit about what he does with his penis and balls. 
even though ejaculation you have swimmers it's like you're giving birth to millions of fellow friends all making their way towards the egg in which the egg chooses by the way it's not the fastest swimmer the egg actually chooses if they are worth creating life with so the woman the person the birth giver whatever you connect with and however you connect with if you have the you you know uterus to give birth with your egg chooses which like kicks up having kids like right a whole like my egg chose that sperm to have my bambino oh that's so like cool and the soul chooses the body to land into just so magnificent But if I want to get an abortion for whatever reason, because it is none of your damn business, I have to justify my reasoning to a doctor, even though in Canada, for the most part, you can get an abortion, but you still have to justify it. And your doctor still has to weigh in whether or not your justification is valid enough. <laughs> and then you have the government meddling in with it. And don't get me started. It's bullshit when they th they go, oh, it's not a religion thing. It's not a Christian thing. If it's not, why are you quoting the Bible? And why are you bringing morals into it? Because maybe it might be morally wrong for you, but it's not morally wrong for me or someone else who wants to have one or needs to, or whatever the case may be, because it's none of my business why they need one. And it may not align up with your values, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't line up to somebody else. I don't understand how my physical body... I have to ask for permission over my body. But indigenous women who give birth to their babies in hospitals get coerced into having their tubes tied, but often they're not tied they're cut and severed and can't be brought back together. And that, like, how is that okay? Like, it was supposed to have ended, but I can tell you one thing in Thunder Bay, it has not. They still do that. And they still do, you know, where an indigenous woman has a child or an indigenous person, woman, male, they them an individual who gives birth to a baby who's indigenous they still have the checks they still have i think cs cas come and check on the welfare of their child before they even bring the child home to see and approve that the parent can bring them home what the fuck so you have indigenous women's bodies being controlled 
and forced into genocide because it is genocide if they can't or not women but people who can give birth sorry if they're forced into not being able to give birth that's genocide you're wiping out their people for what like like please explain that to me it's none of your business if they're gonna have like a bunch of kids have you ever i've seen i've seen a lot of white folk have a whole hell of a lunch bunch of kids and they shouldn't have what kids right you know what i mean you know you see the people and you're like you should have never had kids i know people around me that have a kid and they shouldn't they're horrible parents and i have friend who amazing indigenous woman and she is fantastic with her kids love her kids however the government of canada has deemed that indigenous women don't or indigenous parents don't make good parents and so they will take away their kids this time they're not sticking them in residential homes they're sticking them in foster homes which is way worse because you're not always going to get a good foster parent more than likely you won't get a good foster parent which is also another thing like why would you remove a child from a loving home and put them into a home with strangers that don't have the same kind of love like make that make sense to me and then you have black women who I've read and I was appalled and I was trying to explain this to my friend. She was like, read right there. I didn't know that black people have low pain tolerance, like our high pain tolerance and they don't need pain meds. And I was like, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> Are you sure? Like that seems really like gargantuanly out incorrect. That seems that seems really wrong. That's not right. That does not make any sense. I'm like, where, where is the proof? Because the proof is in the pudding. And I, I'm, I don't see pudding here. The pudding here says that that's not the case. Did you know that black women and black people who give birth are more likely to die from the pain of the birth than a white person there are more deaths from black people who have given birth than there are from white people because i know for myself i have never felt most pain in my life uh would i suggest people to have kids no not unless you're a sadist and you enjoy that kind of pain. I hated being pregnant. It was not a comfortable experience. And giving birth. Oh my God. Oh my God. I have never felt pain like this in my life. When someone told me it was like being on my period and having cramps, which I also don't get. Um, I... I was keeling over in pain. I was in so much pain that when I held the little guardrails on the bed, I bench pressed them to my chest. I would have snapped them. My husband got his pinky finger stuck under my hand and his response was, I'm thankful it was just my pinky that almost got broke. Like it was so bad. 
And then once the baby was gone, like out, I was like, oh, everything is great. Everything's awesome. But I also asked for meds. I didn't get an epidural. I had a too short of a birth. I asked for one. She laughed at me. I also asked if I could not give birth. Also laugh. Well, she didn't laugh. She looked very serious and grumpy with me. Um, but I could not imagine having no pain meds, even though it numbed just a little bit and I still was in excruciating pain. If I had to feel that at full force, I don't think I would have made it. Hands down. It was so bad. So we have these incidences that are still continuing to happen to this day in which that we have to beg and plead for us to prove that we are more than capable of handling our own body. We have to prove our case. A friend of mine, she has passed away. Um, she was transitioning from male to female. And one thing that she said, because I was like, well, how's the process? I've never transitioned before. I'm super curious about the process and how it goes and like what, you know, like what is your, what is your journey? Because I'm so fascinated. I think it's like, it's so amazing that you have figured out who you are and who you are meant to be. And you're living your authentic truth. And so I'm like, tell me your journey. And one thing that she mentioned was, is that there, yes, there was some support. There was a lot more no support. The other thing that she mentioned was, is that she had to do a psychiatric assessment to get some of her meds. Like, you know, they do a hormone blocker. And then, you know, depending on where you're transitioning, whether you're transitioning to male, they give you obviously testosterone, females, estrogen. And so they literally like do an assessment to see if you are mentally okay. Like, if you like, and even like they do another assessment, she was saying, when you start, if you're going to have surgeries, because not all people who transition have the surgeries. And I'm like, that's like, that's insane. Like you're already going through all this pain and it has nothing to do with like going through fits. Like, I mean, you do go through physical pain, but like it has nothing to do with the medical side. Like the pain is psychological because, you know, some to, if not majority gets ostracized and kicked out of the family and kicked out of friends. Like they lose so much and lose so much support. Why, why, why would you want to do that? Right? Like if it, like, like, like they go through so much, why can't you just take that? The fact that they're there in the first place, why go through this assessment? Like I understand like double checking, but that should be done at the very beginning when you have your first conversation because you're getting to know, like, tell me your journey. Tell me how you get there. Where do you want to go? Where is your, what is your out? Like, where do you want to be? Well, can take it step by step because this is such a big thing. Like it needs to be done in micro doses, right? Whatever suits 
the person right in front of you. Some people want to go faster. Some people want to go slower. Some people, you know, do their own path, right? Everybody has their own path. Again, another moment where there is no control over the bodies. And I don't, I can't rationalize it. And I hear a lot of people who talk about like, oh, it'll never happen in Canada. We're in the middle of elections and the Conservative Party was told they were muzzled. They were told not to make any comments. I mean, you know, there's going to be that one idiot, you know, that, that special one, that special meaning like they always say something like the gossiper, the special gossiper. You know, there's going to be that gossiper, that special gossiper who comes out and says something and, you know, like doesn't care because they like the gossip. They like spilling the tea and stirring the pot. I guess pot stirrer would be better than special gossiper, <laughs> the, the pot stirrer, the bunch, you know, that, that one's going to pop out and definitely voice their opinion. But the rest, everybody was told, say nothing. It's election time. We need the votes. Say absolutely nothing. I can go back and look on things that you have tweeted, posted on social media platforms, have done in interviews. Like I can look through a fine tooth and comb and somewhere along the way, I'm going to find out that you are definitely not pro-choice. Pro-choice doesn't mean that you want people to die. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't mean you're not pro-life in the sense of, like, you want people to be alive. You're pro-choice because that you trust that person to make the decision that is correct for them. Not correct, wrong wording. That's right for them. That That is an alignment for them. It would be like you having to get government approval if you want to break up with your partner. Could you imagine Hey, uh, going to like a DMV style breakup DMV and you're there and you're like, Hey, you're breaking up with your partner. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what form that is? Oh yeah. It's form uh six forty nine. Okay. Yeah. But you want to get six forty nine and you also want to get the six forty nine F and the six forty nine E because they're going to end up having you file the six forty nine G and the four Oh five. Once you file the 405, you can then end up placing your 132 and then your 132 will be able to confirm that you can fully break up. You know how many relationships would never start, let alone end? Like that, that's crazy. It's, it's literally the government not trusting us to make the right decision for us and pro-lifers weasel their little schnoz into it and just because what my decision and the choice that I make doesn't align with you does not mean you are better than me not everyone worships your god some of us worship multitudes of god and some of us worship the original goddess the one that you wrote out of the bible right so like how is it that your God is better than someone else's. 
or better than the science that they believe instead, or better than, you know, whatever the case may be. There's so many different people have so many choices. Why is it that Christianity ends up being the dictator of all the choices? Because if we made a vote where we got to pick a religion that everything gets to make the choices of in our government, I sure shit would not have picked Christianity. Or at least I wouldn't pick the Christians that are present today. I would rather have the Christian in the sense of what you actually read in the Bible and the way that Jesus actually was. Not this like, stick your nose up. As far as I'm concerned, I feel like Jesus would be on the pro-choice because I know that he would have a trust in the people to make the decisions that would be in the best interest for them. He would also not be bougie. He would not be getting dressed up for Sundays. He hung out with everyone that Christians shove their nose up to. Which is like ridiculous. Oh, if he came down, he would be thoroughly disappointed. If Second Coming came, I think all the present day Christians would be thoroughly shook. Because they would not be the ones shooting up <laughs> into the sky. You know what I'm saying? But it's not a religion talk here. I'm just saying is that how come you can't trust me to make the decision that is best for me? I am not a little child. You are not my parent. You didn't raise me or care for me. You didn't support me. You didn't do all of these things for me. So why is it that you have control over my physical body? Do you know what they do for women or people who have uteruses? If we have issues with our uterus, the first thing they say is birth control or hysterectomy. They don't say we can tie your tubes up. They don't even say that they understand why the things that are going on with our uteruses they don't know why. They're like, I don't know why that is actually happening. It's uh, quite a mystery. Your uterus is thoroughly complicated. But my husband, who has a third nut, they knew why he all said mysteriously had this massive lump. They knew the reasoning behind it. They also knew the history behind it and what procedures would and wouldn't work. And do you know what they didn't suggest to him? They didn't suggest to him a vasectomy, and they didn't suggest that he get his nuts cut off. They didn't say, sons on the testicle, no more testicles for you. No, they did not do that. Instead, they gave him other things to do because they knew what worked and what didn't work. Because apparently, ovaries uteruses, vulvas are so complicated that the medical industry cannot comprehend them. It's like it's a vast universe that you can get lost into. I don't know why it does the things it does. It's a mystery. Um, that's not a good enough excuse. Because all I'm hearing is that you're too stupid and too dumb 
and too lazy to figure it out, and that testicles and penises are simple and easy to navigate. Does that mean that the thing that utilizes it and drives those are also simple? Hmm. I don't know. Never really seen a large group of white men making the best decisions over other people's anatomy, but I could be wrong. No, no, I'm not. No, no. I am not a child, nor should I be treated like a child. I'm a grown-up. I'm an adult. I have a family. I have a child. I feel that everybody should have the right to choose what is best for their bodies and best for them. I do not feel like it is our choice to make those decisions because we do not know the circumstances in which they're making the decision. And maybe on paper, it may not seem like a decision that they should make, but you don't know about that person's trauma. You don't know about the stories and the, the journey that they took to get to the place that they're at in order for them to make their decision. You don't know if that person gets beaten every single day from their family members and from their parent to the point where that their parent says, I don't care if you die as long as the child growing inside of you lives. That's all I care about. And on paper, it just seems like they don't want to have their child because they're a teenager and they're young and they're 19, 20, and they probably can't handle it. But in reality, they don't want their child to get beaten the way that they get beaten day in and day out. And they'd rather their child not have to witness violence and have the traumas that they carry. And they'd rather their child not look at their mom as if their mom is less than and worthless because their parents remind their child and say it in front of their kid their their baby that the parent is worthless and useless so maybe that mom chose to have an abortion to protect their unborn child from what they endure every single day. Because maybe that mom doesn't think they're ever going to get out of it. And thinks that one day they might actually die from it. We don't know what someone else has gone through to make an accurate decision about whether or not somebody should or shouldn't have an abortion. And if that is something that irks you and pisses you off, then I would take some time to reflect. Why do you care about someone else's body so much? And what would happen if somebody was in charge of your body? And trust me, I see it in nursing homes. And I see it when people have home care. And they get pissed off when they have to take their meds and they can't do the things they want to do anymore. I see it. I mean, look at the convoy. What a big example. Freedom. We want freedom for our rights and our bodies. Where are you now? Huh? Freedom for everyone? Freedom over our body? Rights over our being? Where are you? Where are you for the indigenous people? 
Where are you for the indigenous women and children that go mur murdered and missing? The ones that are forced into situations where they can't bear children anymore. Where are you for them? Hmm? Where are you for the black women that die giving birth because they're not given any care? Where are you for them? Where are you for the person who can't financially afford to feed themselves, let alone a kid, but now has to have a kid because they can't have an abortion anymore? Where are you for them? Where are you for all the people who have uteruses? Where are your freedom marches and your convoy and your dipshitteries? Don't fucking tell me that you care about the freedom of other people because all I hear right now is on deaf ears of how fucking selfish you are and how the only person that you absolutely fucking care about is your goddamn self. You didn't want freedom for everybody and all of our choices and our body over the government. You wanted freedom for you because you wanted to do the shit that you wanted to do without any regards of anybody else around you except for your motherfucking self. And this goes for all the people who don't wear fucking masks out in public and don't do the things to get themselves protected and take care of everyone else during this whole panorama. So where the fuck are you? Oh, that's right. This doesn't have to do with you. So you're quiet. This is a witch thing. Because witches care for everybody. Inclusivity. Our goal is to take care of this earth and that involves the people in it. As a humanity, our community, we are here collectively to be here collectively. There is no I anymore. There is only we. There is no me. There is an us. And if you can't figure that out, this age of Aquarius is going to rip your asshole up so badly you won't even like. You will be begging to not be a part of it anymore. You want the loop. You don't want your asshole ripped up. You want it to be a fun and enjoyable experience. Stop being so goddamn selfish. Being a witch is taking care of everyone, especially right now. So stop being third dimensional and start being fifth dimensional and start looking at the people around you that actually need your help. And if you are not a woman or a uterus carrier, then elevate their voices. Then demand the government to do better. Look around to see what you can do. If you are not indigenous or black, you can't speak for them. Instead, elevate their voices. Share their content. Look in your own background. Look at where you're being racist. Evaluate your own self. What are you doing that's creating systematic oppression? Where are you creating more problems for them? Decolonialize your motherfucking ass. Same with LGBTQ two-spirit. Plus, educate yourself. Don't get a gay friend so that you can say, I have a gay best friend. I remember people introducing gay people like that. This is my gay best friend. I'm going to start intro. This is my friend who only eats apples. Yeah, that's weird. I know. I thought so too. This is my friend. She is an ace. This is a thing. No. Don't get yourself a token gay. 
Educate yourself. Educate yourself. Look into the history. Look into the struggles. Look into current. Gay people can't go all over the world because in places it is incredibly dangerous. Educate yourself. You are a motherfucking witch. We're here to hold the community together. We're here to support the community. We're also here to shut the fuck up when we need to shut the fuck up and listen. It ain't always our time to talk. I mean, I know this is a podcast, so it's kind of like redundant here. But hey, listen, you can choose to listen or you can choose to not listen. But I'm not speaking for other people. Do your due diligence. Am I perfect? Oh, hell no. I make a lot of mistakes. I own up to my mistakes. And when they're brought up to my attention, I do the the right thing. But getting myself further ed- educated. I've said some things that I've like gone back and I was like, why do I even? Oh, God, girl, you need to educate yourself. There's a lot of things I didn't know about. And now I'm brought to my light. And that has allowed me to take an opportunity to look deeper into things that I've done in the past that I need to remove out of my own practice. I need to remove out of my own, own, own way that is not appropriate. It's okay. But in this circumstance right now, and in this present moment, everyone has, should have the right to choose what they want to do and what's best for them, and what's in alignment for them. We should have the right to have a say over our own body. And if this situation happens with Roe versus Wade, it will undo so much. And this won't be the first point. Do you think that they're going to stop at abortions? I've witnessed and spoke to, I would look up, uh, they, there was a bill or not a bill, but, uh, oh, it's spacing me right now. Cause I'm so elevated, but, uh, where if you were gay and you were married and you went to a state that didn't recognize it, you would have no rights now, like regardless You can go and see, you know, your significant other if they're in the hospital, etc. I mean, there's still complications, obviously. Uh, But they, I remember being working at Lush and they fought so hard with another organization and they dispelled DOMA, DOMA, that's what it is, D-O-M-A, and they dispelled it. Uh, but it, it was a huge campaign because they wanted people to not just look at those who are in the LGBTQ two spirited plus community. They didn't want them to just focus on the token side of it. They wanted people to see that these are real people with real lives and real feelings. Like that's the thing. Like we're all real. (laughs) I'm a real person. Or what's up? Ponoki says, I'm a real boy. <laughs> like, we're all real. Like, do you not think if you cut someone, they will not bleed? Like, I just don't, I don't get it. 
I don't, it doesn't make sense and it will never make sense because it's not meant to make sense because it's fucking ludicrous. So don't think that they're going to stop at Roe versus Wade. They're going to continue. They're going to hit everything that they can until we're systematically whitewashed, Christianized, and anybody that doesn't fit in this fucking cookie cutter way is out. Well, I got tattoos. I'm fucking fat. Sometimes I have fancy fucking colored hair. Right now I don't. Uh, but like, right away. And I'm a woman. With a big mouth. I'd be out. Look around you. Do you fit in a cookie cutter? Does your friends fit in the cookie cutter? Does your family fit in the cookie cutter? If everyone doesn't fit in this cookie cutter, whitewashed, blonde hair, blue eye, sure remind me of something. White picket fence, 2.5 kids, have a dog and a cat. If they don't fit into that Christian mentality, do you think that they would not be the next person that they go after? You're not safe until we stick together and we stand up to the very small group that's in controlling of this and say enough's enough. This bullshit's done with. Get the fuck out of our uteruses. Defund the police. Remove systematic racism and oppression throughout the governmental system. Dismantle the government and rebuild it up so that it is inclusive and creates equality for all fucking people. Take care of our disability, our vets, our addicts. Treat the indigenous people better. Give them their fucking land back would be a good start. Stop the genocide. Also a significantly great start, too. All these things could help protect and save lives. Why do we have to be such dicks about it? Anyways, I'm going to stop before I continue to go longer. Again, love to talk. Anyways, this is Lady L, and you've been listening to Wickedly Bewitching a podcast about a fat, sassy spiritualist who got a whole lot of shit to say because everywhere we go is spiritual and that everybody can be a witch regardless of what you hold in your pantaloonies. But if you are going to stand in the house of a witch, you better know your traditions, you better know your history, you better know your culture, and you better know your lineage. Because in this place and in this space, we are dismantling that colonial mindset and we're removing anything that may be cultural appropriation if it walks like a chicken and it looks like a chicken it talks like a chicken it's probably a chicken stop calling it a cow i love you so much and i wish that you have a wonderful blessed day and that you take a stand against those that are trying to meddle with other people's bodies as always, blessed be.